0: All right, I'm going to hit record. You're going to hit record?
1: What?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Record. So I, I'm i sounding clear from here? You sound good. You sound good. Okay.
1: Yeah. All right, let's hit record on the first Oh No Loops podcast. Woo. Oh No Loops. Oh No Loops. <laughs> what's up? What's up, everybody? Oh No Loops podcast, episode numero uno.
0: That's right. This is the very first one. Uh, we're, bear with us as we, uh, go through, this is, this is a rap podcast. We talk about rap music. Of course. Um, and we're going to talk about this episode. We're going to talk about our, we're going to do like the, the obligatory year end wrap up to 2016. As we must. <laughs> um, as yeah, as we have to. Yeah. So I guess we should introduce ourselves. All right. To the listeners. You hit it first. I, uh, fine. Fine. Uh, what's up? <laughs> I'm Marcus. So I gotta talk a little bit about myself. I'm a Chicago area native. Um, hip-hop fan for a long time. Maybe since like the like late 80s, let's say. Um, got into rap through, uh, primarily through Young TV Raps, I would say. Um, Taking it back. Yeah, cause I used to watch MTV. I, gr- I grew up on MTV, cause this was before you had... MTV full of reality shows. Yeah, this is oh, this is way before reality shows. This is when they actually showed videos pretty much all day, and uh, yeah, like you didn't have you didn't have a lot of kids networks or anything like like you have now. Uh-huh. So that was that was my entertainment. My entertainment was MTV when I was like four or five years old. Uh, this is this is even before they were playing like a lot of black music videos. So it was like it was like Duran Duran, Twisted Sister, and all of that. Oh yeah. So <laughs> so I would watch that and then but then when you on TV rap started in 88 like I immediately knew that was like my music. So making a claim. Yeah. And and th- this was during a time when black radio didn't want to touch rap or if they did, at least in Chicago. I know in New York it's a bit different.
1: Well, Yeah. I think I got a lead on I'm from New York before Marcus finishes his yeah. introduction, yeah, yeah, yeah. but um yeah, I mean around that time it was the uh the uh redheaded stepchild that came on at night on the weekends and yeah. sometimes middle of the night <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> exactly you had to creep and look for it yeah
0: but yeah and it was the same it was the same in Chicago I feel like New York had more I mean you had like a few you had some radio shows out there but um in um in Chicago yeah like we had WGCI It was like the big that was the black radio station with which they call the urban radio station now because urban means black apparently and um, <laughs> but uh back then yeah you had the, the rap down on the weekends very late night on a Saturday and that was pretty much all you got on the radio so UM TV raps was like my real introduction to rap and yeah and so I kind of st- I've, I've stuck with rap uh, throughout my my life and you know I'm so like a struggled relationship at, well <laughs> at, at, at times it has been. And as a, as a near 40 year old person, it, it, uh, it, it still is at times, but there's still plenty of good shit out there. So of course, so yeah, that's me in a, in a, in a very compact nutshell. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess I'll, uh, tell the world about myself. I'm Gene,
1: um, new york original uh grew up in queens and for a time i lived in brooklyn so i guess at a hip-hop concert i can claim both Uh, Hmm. i think brooklyn gets shouted out across the world so it does so yeah you know my little crown heights uh residency of like less than two years i'll take that um so yeah i grew up around the same time so uh in new york it was uh late nights late saturday nights on bls uh this was when uh, Kiss FM actually existed. So you had mm. Kid Capri. Recipes uh, Yeah. <laughs> you had Kid Capri doing his thing. Um, actually, more so Red Alert on uh, 98.7. Kid Capri was on the other end of the dial. My bad. Um, but, uh, you know, listening to um, late 80s, early 90s, uh, that's around the time that I was coming up and listening to stuff. So, um, you know, picking up all of that golden era, quote-unquote, stuff. Mm -hmm. Do I keep my mind open to stuff now? Definitely. But um, that's uh, what they uh, quote as being the, quote-unquote, golden era of hip-hop. And I do think that there's a lot of good stuff around that time. There's a lot of great stuff today, too. Um, So, my whole comeuppance, as far as hip-hop, you know, I was the... uh, the uh, big, big underground fan in the late 90s, but I always kept an ear open to whatever the uh, commercial guys were doing too. So I definitely have appreciation on both ends just like I do now. Um, and, I mean, hip-hop forever. You know, yeah. Um, I'm one of those guys that are pushing 42, but um, I, I foresee myself at about 65 still popping my head, even though my neck might hurt. <laughs> yeah, you might have issues with...
0: with uh... Whatever random disease that the oh, older the older people get come afflicted on. You with. you got I mean, people. Me too,
1: man. You got people pushing eighty running marathons. I That's saw a true. guy one hundred and five who uh, did fourteen miles on his
0: bicycle in under an hour. So you know, well, you know. shout out to him. <laughs> uh, so let's get on with it. Yeah, let's let's talk about. Uh, let's just go into this year, twenty sixteen. Um, it was, um, a I mean, year. It, was a, it was a decent year for music. It was maybe a terrible year for everything else in the world, <laughs> but but this is not that show. We're not going to talk about all the horrible things that uh, took place. And you know, I will say rest in peace to Prince and David Bowie
1: and Fife both. Uh, David Bowie and Prince, big ties to hip hop. Prince, of course, oh, yeah. rapped at a time. Oh God! Let's... And uh, let's not even.
0: God bless Prince, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the rapping is not so much. And of course, Five, I mean, come on, man. yeah. That's
1: that's a whole under the show.
0: Yeah, really. Awesome, yeah, awesome, legend. Yeah. And um, so yeah, let's talk about some music. Um, let's start with let's just talk about. Let's say our favorite like a top 5 songs, rap songs of 2016. Okay, okay. You hit it first. I'm fine. I will hit it first. Um All right. So my number 5 uh uh favorite song of 2016 was uh John Muir by Schoolboy Q. Oh yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I, this is just a really, it's just a really dope record to me. It's got, right. it's got, um, it's it, it doesn't overstay. It's welcome. It's it's got like it's got a little little saxophone in there. It's got some actual like real scratches towards the end, okay. like not like the 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 bad boy era like people ran <laughs> <land, laughs> scratches, but like actual like turntable scratches. Bringing the it. scratches back because we forgot how. <laughs> wow. Good <laughs> um, um, <laughs> job. Um. But yeah, like it's it's just it's just a dope record to me. It's got a really really nice energy to it. Had a, had a dope video. Schoolboy Q released a bunch of videos from this album, and some of them were even like a it was like a narrative. And um, it just to me that that just enhances the listening experience. All right. But um th- yeah, this is just a, this is just one of my favorite records of the year. Um, it's a dope track.
1: All right, all right. What else
0: you got? Uh, number four is, uh, Black Spasmodic, uh. from from the Black. spasmodic exactly. <laughs> from from the uh the tribe called quest album uh, we got it from here thank you for your service i'm not a big fan of that title but it's okay um but uh yeah this was this was a song that i mean just the the i just i love the beat first of all it's it it has it's really like upbeat and it kind of has sort of a I don't know if you would say it has like a almost like a like a reggae flavor to it all right but it's like a fast paced um it's um for lack of a better term it just it it bangs
1: it flows pretty well yeah. it's just it's a nice i guess I would say mid-tempo track that just like you're listening to it in the middle of the album and it kind of just goes along and you're kind of like oh, all right yeah if you were working out to it it just keeps the tempo going, and you're like, "Oh, well, that was nice." Yeah, I keep doing what I'm doing, yeah. running on my uh, treadmill.
0: Or yeah, it, shout out to all the treadmill runners and, and the elliptical peoples out there. Treadmill is word on hard. I, I don't like treadmill, but that's that's another topic. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm elliptical all day. But anyway, um, yeah. And but but what I really what I really want to note about this song is Q-Tips verse on here. Okay, is. So on the Tribe album, there is, there's a tribute to Fife called uh, Lost Somebody, which mm-hmm. is, you know, it's it's sen- really sentimental and and, uh, and it's a great song. But Q-Tip's, I think Q-Tip's verse on here is an even more fitting tribute to Fife than right. his, than what he says, than, than the entire song of Lost Somebody. Right. On here, uh, Q-Tip's verse on here, he actually like personifies Fife and basically like raps as Fife. Like he raps as Fife talking to Q-Tip. Mm -hmm. like and that there's something about that that's really interesting to me okay and it was just like I think that was a really it was touching in a way that it wasn't overly sentimental okay and I think it's fitting considering you know the way Fife rapped and and what he rapped about I think it it really uh it's it, it just really fits and so that to me just takes the song to like a different level uh yeah yeah i mean he uh he definitely was the
1: workhorse behind um bringing that together and you didn't even really have to read the backstory to that album you just kind of felt it through the verses um that he kind of bridged all of that together i mean all of them obviously very responsible for making that great work which was that album yeah you felt it definitely in that song too yeah
0: so that was my number four um my number three is a song called Go Back to Selling Weed oh. by uh, Jay Zone. Okay. So okay, um, uh, Notes for Life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so uh, this is a song, it's basically about a lot of the cats you would see in like, when you're in New York and you're walking around and those dudes who are still trying to like sell CDs. <laughs> and just like giveaway CDs, yeah, or, or or they they claim they're giving away CDs, but then when they <laughs> give it to you, it's like, well, that'll be a five dollar donation, man. You know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So that it's about probably... that. Basically, it's just it's Struggle. just yeah. <laughs> it's it's him basically just gripping about like rappers who really should just be doing something else with their life, right? But it's it's funny. It's it's you know it's a great song. It's uh it, you know the beat is dope. Um, so yeah, that was one of my favorites. All right. That was three. Okay. So my number two is um, a song that doesn't really have a name, but it's it's known as Untitled Six from uh, Kendrick Lamar's um, Untitled Unmastered EP that dropped, like, really early in the year. Kendrick's
1: leavings. <laughs> yeah, his, his
0: his leftovers from, uh, from uh, To Pimp a Butterfly. Mm-hmm. Which, um, and you know, even his, his leftovers make a lot of noise still. It's dope when you can do things like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when when your leftovers are that good, you know you have a, a special artist. But um, so Untitled 6 is, you you might know it as Let Me Explain, that's kind of like, that's the hook. Uh, this is the song featuring uh, featuring CeeLo, who does like a singing, kind of a singing verse and he does the hook to it. Um. I just this is just a it's a really and this was this was produced by uh Adrian Young and Alicia Hee Mohammed. Adrian had a busy year as always. Yeah, 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 yeah. He they they both did the score for Luke Cage. Yeah. On Netflix. Yeah. Um and um this song is it it, it has, you know, that Adrian Young I guess you can call it the Adrian Young feel. Yeah. He, he makes I, this kind I know of that feel sixties, seventies soul type records but it it doesn't quite sound like it's not like a record where you listen to it and be like oh yeah that's adrian young it, it definitely feels a bit it has it has a different feel than a lot of the stuff he does right. so i admit it, a lot of like i like adrian young but a lot of his stuff kind of sounds it, a lot of it sounds very similar yeah
1: i i run into that a little bit like like yeah. if you
0: watch luke cage and you didn't know he did the soundtrack you'd be like yo is this adrian young this sounds like you, you probably would feel that yes, yes. <laughs> but this this is a bit different and I like it cuz it's it's a sweet song. Like it's a love song. And love songs in rap can be tough. Like like you it can either be, you know, sometimes it can be like too sweet and too, a little too cuz you know rap has to be it doesn't have to be, but you know rap usually you expect you can't a certain can take off amount cool, man. Of, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And and um I feel like it's a really sincere love song that isn't it's not too sappy and and it's just it's it's a sweet record. It kind of has like a I don't. i to say like a bossa nova feel to it, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. It's just it's just a nice little record, and I it was my favorite record off of uh, that EP. Okay. Um, and uh and yeah, so it was just one of my favorite songs of the year. All right, all right. What number was that? That was number two. What's your number one? My yeah yeah ding ding ding. My number one is No More Parties in L. A. Yeah 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 from uh, this was from the Kanye West album. Uh, I don't know what version of the. I, I guess this was on every version of the album. I don't know if it was on like version two point eight or whatever. Version seven. Yeah. <laughs> of of uh the life of Pablo. Uh, but uh yeah this is a this is this is Kanye West featuring Kendrick Lamar produced by Madlib. Uh, this song just I mean just the. I I had to have listened to this song more than any other song this year. Of any genre and it was just it was just such a repeatable record I mean uh, the beat is is, is amazing um, and I, I don't I don't use the mate the word I don't I try not to use the over overuse the word amazing yeah I feel like people overuse it a lot these days but it, it, like I love the fucking beat um, Kendrick Lamar's verse is dope as always you kind of expect that from Kendrick yeah but, but even Kanye like has a great verse on this song.
1: I miss the old Kanye.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And in a year that didn't have many great Kanye verses, uh, he's he has a great verse on here. And I love that he he just sounds very unhinged. Yeah. Like, at one point, he just, like, it's just, like, he just keeps rapping. And it's like, where are you just going to keep going like yeah, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're not even looking at the clock yet. Yeah. And, <laughs> but, it all, but it all sounds dope. It all sounds dope. He just, he's just talking about random shit, talking about driving his car, talking about therapy. and Yeah. A lot of shit. But it it really reminds me of what I liked about Kanye in the beginning. I mean, yeah. granted, he's extremely, he's a very different, I feel like he's a very different person than he was when he first oh, yeah. came you out. you could tell. I and mean, you could definitely tell that. But but I like the honesty here and I like that he just kind of goes for it like fuck it I'm just going to rap. And and uh I I wouldn't expect Kanye to make an album full of songs like that. Yeah. But it would be nice if he would make an album full of songs of that quality. All he right. had he had maybe 3 of them on The Life of Pablo, depending on which version you listen to. But <laughs> but um yeah, it would be really nice to hear more like that. But that song, I mean cuz that song is is an anomaly on on that record. Yeah in that record and that record is extremely schizophrenic and it's all over the place which... it is it is and
1: uh i mean I, I i'll never understand fully like what was the mind state it does sound really patchworky. um the album yeah and, and it kind of felt like it wasn't done all in the same week or all in the same few days or all in the same couple of weeks it just really sound like it was just patched together
0: so well i mean we literally know it was patched together because he released it and yeah, then true like, was and, making and updated it but yeah. you don't even
1: want to think about all of that you just want to say okay well this was just one long session that he put together mm-hmm. and you know whatever arrangements were made to get the features were made but it didn't feel that way but you know that's the album yeah so all right so your turn my turn all right. My five best songs of the year, hip hop wise, number five, Limitless. Uh-huh. Don't smoke rock. Uh-huh. Smoke a Pete Rock. Yeah. And I'm convinced. So it was the recent news, beautiful news, that Pete Rock and Seal
0: Smooth are coming out with an album this year. I wouldn't, yeah. I. I don't know if it's gonna come out. I don't know if it's gonna come out this year. Coming out with but, an album in my lifetime. <laughs> but, but yes, yes. I, they, they are working together, and that's that's a beautiful thing. Yes, and I'm
1: convinced he's not gonna have any beats left for it because this was the best of best of Pete Rock. Hmm.
0: Wow. Yes. Strong statement.
1: Yes. I mean, like, if we're talking um going through all of his Soul Brother albums, basically everything since uh, the original Pete and CL albums these beats were just crazy some real superhero bully charged through the door type music huh. and Limitless was an uh-huh. example of that I don't understand how this beat was just so good it was just like if you don't have an alarm clock song make it Limitless
0: please wow wow <laughs> wow really Okay.
1: you just want to wake up and do everything in that day and all throughout the album, this song, especially Smoke Desert, is just riding the heck out of the beats that P Rock has provided him. And I just love it. Um, okay. With all of the songs on the album, I just did not want them to end. And Limitless wow. is that.
0: Okay,
1: Number four for me, Houdini. Uh, De La's back. Uh-huh. De La is back with a verse from Two Chains that. Let me be honest, I'm not a big 2 Chainz right, fan. Right, right. right, right. Yeah. <laughs> but he surprised me yeah. on this. Absolutely. Yeah. But he didn't even have the best verse on the record. It was freaking TruGoy. Mm. TruGoy I think probably had one of the better verses of the year. Wow, on this record. I mean, Houdini uh we 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 stated at the beginning of all of this you know, how long we've been listening to hip-hop and our ages and blah, blah, yadda, blah, Yada Yadda, blah. yadda, But if you haven't listened to the Daylight La Album and you're thinking to yourself, oh, okay, these beats are going to sound like something from 20 years ago, that's not the case. And they're not rhyming about stuff from, like, 20 years ago. It's just real-life stuff and some braggadocious stuff. And it's just... Houdini's just a record where they're just flowing. Yeah. And... It could even be considered a nice little club banger, too. They produce it themselves. Yeah, I think... I, I want to say Dave produced that record. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and um, they're just going in. Um, I love that record yeah. so much. And,
0: and I've heard it a million times. Um. I probably hear it today. Yeah, I actually <laughs> I actually had that I that was in my honorable mentions of songs. I wanted to mainly I wanted to mention it because of 2 Chainz verse. Yeah. Because like you, I'm not I admit I'm not a huge 2 Chainz fan. <laughs> Sorry so, 2 Chainz, But, but at the same it. time, and, and so his verse only surprised me. I'm like, "Oh, this is this is dope." Like yeah. I I like I like his verse. Uh I like what he's saying, I like how he's saying it. Yeah. Um it's it's Wallet. it's it's quotable and and um but Two Chain, I think Two Chain, Two Chain is an older cat. Like he's he's probably not too far from our age. I think he's older than us. He might he, might he might be older than us. So <laughs> so Two Chain's come, and I know he's like a rap head. So I know he 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 knows what good rap sounds like. Yeah, and I'm so, a user now. I ain't waiting on shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he he knows what good rap sounds like. So. I can't be too surprised that he's he's capable of a, of a I, verse like that.
1: Probably being in that room, he, uh, you know, switched it up a little bit.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, that's my number four. My number three, Talk to Me, Run the Jewels. They slid uh, one in right uh, under right the door. The end, right at the end. Right at the end of the year. Um, and just the charge of this beat is like something that I really like. So you probably have gotten the idea that anything that has a nice charging opening is something that I'm really big on. And uh, this definitely falls into that example. Um, mm. It just sounds like something from, uh, like, if they had to redo the uh, the opening theme to Stranger Things, it'd probably huh. be this beat. Huh. <laughs> but um, if you haven't heard the Run to Jules album, um, it came out a couple weeks ago. It came out on
0: Christmas. Mm-hmm came out christmas Christmas. day yeah yeah, it was a
1: nice little gift for all of you. yeah a
0: little surprise yeah so i would
1: definitely advise listening to this song and basically the whole album yeah number two again we're throwing it back to the 90s groups we the people tribe call quest Ah, okay so um tribe i mean they've always been socially conscious now this album took it up a notch and uh we the people was perfect timing with yeah, what was really, going on really at the well. time and it was just like uh, what, what what's still going on what's still going yeah. on yeah so love we the people uh, that okay. track is just awesome and and that ended up being uh, the first thing wow um and that was your
0: number two that was your number
1: two number one no more parties in la oh, wow consensus <laughs> consensus wow. and i'm not even gonna go into the description as to why i mean we already went over it the the long verses just the flow just you know it's one of those songs where you're listening to it and you got the ugly face on yeah or not yeah, yeah it's uh it's just everything that you just love you know um so i got that and um uh can i flip into my honorable mention yeah please go ahead all right um one of them uh in no certain order uh Holy Key by DJ Khaled featuring ah. Kendrick Lamar and uh Big Sean. Okay. Big Sean um he just did some craziness on this, man. Nah. Um oh, and by the way, Betty writes on this record and she caught the whole Oh, Ghost. that's right, that's right. <laughs> she caught the Holy Ghost on this. Um Spread Love by Mick Jenkins, who I love this year. Okay. Just full of lyrics. This is um, you hear this song once you're singing along the second time um, beautiful hook I loved it uh, Tabernacle by Royce the 5-9 Royce the 5-9 did his he-man shit this year came out with like, two albums Tabernacle is a true uh, telling of some of the uh, big points in his life before his career really took off and it was um, a beautiful testimony of what was going on in his life at that time check it out okay uh Gensu Dean Mm -hmm. um featuring Diamond D uh I totally forgot the name of the track give me a second uh oh Principles and Codes okay um Diamond D I mean he sounds hard on this man Mm -hmm. check it out uh the beat's just beautiful um I'm also gonna go with Things by Odyssey Odyssey uh following up uh last year's uh the Good Fight. He came out with Al Wasta, Um and then Things was a single that he dropped at the end of the year after Al Wasta.
0: Yeah.
1: Um So I like this track. It's a nice, upbeat. And then um, the last of my honorable mentions was Hola by No Panty. Uh, no Panty. No Panty. Bodega what? Bams, uh, Joel Ortiz, and Nitty Rock. Yeah. Um, nice little Latino tri- uh, trio yeah. that um, got put together. Uh, for a little, I think it
0: was an EP, or it was a full album. It was a mixtape. Yeah. And um, although it, these days, what what's the difference? What's the difference between a mixtape and an album? Uh, if you
1: asked me five years ago, I'd be able to tell you. Right. <laughs> now yeah. I'm I'm a little confused. Yeah. But uh, uh, I would say that uh, this was probably a full album that they they got together, and I heard it. It took them about a week to make. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like this track because it's just like. It, it, it makes you want to go out and party.
0: Yeah, okay. <laughs> so those that's are my good. honorable mentions. Um, so I, I have a couple of honorable mentions that I wanted to throw in there real quick. All right. Uh, along the lines of like two chains on Houdini, mm-hmm. the Daylight Soul track, I wanted to mention another verse that that caught me off guard. Um, it was it's is, is, it, is it Gucci Man or Gucci Mane? I sound Gucci old. As, I sound old as hell asking that question, but that's fine. <laughs> Fuck it. Um, Gucci Man crazy
1: might run up on a z. All right.
0: <laughs> there you go. Um uh, so so he had a verse on uh Common put out a remix to the the first single from his album. Um uh, it's the 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 title of the remix is Forever Black America Again, which is a very awkward title, but whatever. Uh I don't understand what that means, but he he could have just called it Black America Again again, but it's um uh, uh, Gucci Mane has, has has the lead the opening verse to this song and again same as as with Two Chains I'm not a I'm not a, a fan of, of Gucci's but um, I was a bit his his verse on here is really it's really dope okay and it's you know he's he's saying some interesting things and I think he I think he punched in a bit on it but it's it's still it's still dope okay and okay. it was it was surprising. And uh, the the remix of the song uses a beat from from an interlude from the album, oh. so so it kind of expands on the album a little bit, and and it has like a new hook by uh, B J the Chicago Kid, okay. and it has uh, it's it's uh, it's Gucci, Common, and Pusha T at the at the end. All right. Um, yeah, it's a good remix. Okay. Very different from the original record. Um. So yeah. So that was it for me. That's it for you. That's it for me as far as songs.
1: All right. All right. Well. Are we ready to go to the albums? Let's go to albums. Okay, I'll go to the albums. You you go to the albums. All right, my number 5. Actually, number 5. Yep, yeah, my number 5 I would say. Um surprise me a little bit. Mac Miller. Ooh, Mac Miller, wow. Divine Feminine. Um I enjoyed this album uh cuz it was a breath of fresh air. Hmm. Um In what I way? Eh, subject matter. I mean, and I think he kind of knew that when he put it out. It, it was definitely different than what you hear on the, um, the everyday, regardless of if you listen to this category of rap or that category of rap or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a positive album about females. Wow. Um, so, so, so that was the theme of the whole album? That was okay. the theme of the whole album. He had a lot of single-worthy uh, songs on there, and he released a few singles. He had one with uh, Ariana Grande... One with CeeLo and one with uh, Anderson Paak. Yeah. Um, Dang was a really that's a, good record. That's a, that's a good record. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I definitely enjoyed Mac Miller's album. Um, and I had not listened to any of his albums before. That, yeah. But I like this. And, um, you know, just came up on it. And uh, I put it in my top five. Um, okay. My number four, Don't Smoke Rock. Uh-huh. Um. I already mentioned how um, I did not want to stop hearing um, Smoke Dizzle over some of these beats that Pete was putting up, and Pete just he he did his damnedest on his album as far as putting on production. And he did, he you did. know. There there were several tracks from that album that I wanted to put on my best singles. I mean, uh, Hold the Drums, Limitless, um, even Wild One Hundred, Wild One Hundred. I like that one. Oh. I, 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 I dig that
0: one a lot. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I love that track. That was that was the point on the album where I'm like, where I had to really like sit up and take note, like everything that came before that. I was like, this is cool, this is cool. But when that one came on, I was like, oh, okay, I, I, yeah, this yeah. Is, I mean, yeah. and the thing
1: about it is like, um, I like Smoke Desert Rhyman, but it, it it's like the two complemented each other, it was a perfect separation for each one of, um, you know, his songs. Uh, as far as what he was talking about in that song and what he was talking about in that song and Pete sequenced it properly as far as the beats that he put from each song so I just loved it yeah uh run the jewels number three number their three wow. they, number three they, they slid it in there yeah yeah so um they got in there with uh, a good album I did not like it as much as their second album mm-hmm. but it is to me hip-hop versions of heavy metal without having heavy metal beats as the backdrop. Interesting. Interesting, um because it's just like you're in the car and you're just like ah, you just wanna it, <laughs> it it has it
0: has a, it has a rare energy to it that, it that... is
1: it's just got a great loud energy to it yeah. and i just love it yeah um with like every one of the beats and you're just you're just i don't know you are just uh, being aggressive about everything he's doing, whether it's driving, whether it's working out, whether whatever. It's
0: like angry, angry dad rap. Angry <laughs> <Like>, dad <died> rap. <laughs> like, like, like your dad screaming on you. <laughs> exactly. You know. But yeah, no, yeah, I, I, uh, really, I'm just really happy for those dudes. Yeah. Like I, I I've been a fan of, of both LP and Killer Mike for the longest, and for them to just kind of find each other and and put out these albums. And like forge a friendship, and then make make music out of that. That it just sounds like it just sounds so different than what everyone else is doing. Yeah. But it's still rooted in like hardcore shit. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I, I enjoyed that album.
1: Um, my number two, De La. Uh
0: huh. Um, and the anonymous nobody.
1: <laughs> yes. Um, I I I love this album. Um. And you know with them coming back with an album after all of these years I was thinking to myself because uh, between what would I say um I'm thinking to myself between stakes is high mm-hmm. and this album I don't know if I enjoyed so much what they were doing like so like the, the AOI series yeah and- I enjoyed it but not enthusiastic right enjoy right right. <laughs> I mean, I like their Nike album, which seems to be a forgotten album for them. Well yeah, but, it wasn't
0: uh, like how was it re- it was released kind it, of iTunes, way, right? yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. It was it was that workout album that they came out with a few years back. Yeah. Um, but I I enjoyed this album, um, and I enjoyed the features. I um I am really happy for um the uh Little Dragon feature that they
0: had on there. Really? I, I'm i not enthusiastic about that record. I love that song, man. I, I, um, I felt like my issue with that song is that it's, it's like, what, like a three-minute song? It's three minutes it, before daylight gets on. It, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like there's literally, like, a 30-second verse from Paz, and then yeah. that's it. Yeah. And so I was disappointed by that. I I liked it, because I love Little Dragon. Okay, what, okay. I mean, I, I got no beef with Little Dragon. But like for me it's like if I'm listening to a De La, I want to hear De La. Okay. And and I'm listening to that song it's like okay this is cool and then it keeps going and I'm like all right when is when is uh someone going to come in and rap <laughs> and and it doesn't happen to talk the and then, and it starts and it's like okay and then it's over. Well, I just
1: looked at it as um them having a feature on the De La album and um you know anytime that they're featured anywhere I'm just loving it. Okay. Um my number 1 a tribe called Quest. Uh huh. Uh huh. A tribe called Quest. So I already stated that them coming back sounded so current, yeah. so um, on the pulse of what's going on uh, in the world, yeah. and it didn't. It didn't sound like. 93 94 tribe yeah i mean you know that it was those members and it wasn't like they were forcing themselves to be anything but themselves just um a current version and it, it I, I was glad to hear uh droby step up and do his thing on that he album.
0: pulled a five. <laughs> yes from from low end theory yes yeah
1: and uh, you know Fife with the verses That they had of him That was great And of course Q-Tip just going in And, and all the people Who uh, came on And did their thing um, Buster yeah. Consequence Yeah Yeah And even the Unmentioned Uncredited uh, Features Kendrick uh, Talib Kanye Kanye um, Jack White Oh yeah yeah. Elton and, John Yeah Some great features And it all just came together To be just a great album which uh subject matter wise was all over the place and i loved it
0: in a good way yeah (laughs) you sir uh what do you have any honorable mentions as far as? oh
1: i almost forgot yeah um honorable mentions uh j cole Uh another one who uh got an album slid it right under there um probably i think three weeks before the end of the year um definitely liked his album uh especially like the uh the neighbors track which a lot of people were discussing on the internet um, based on the true story yeah based on a true story so Jake cole just doing his thing and um you know not needing a whole bunch of features it's just really um truthful uh creative uh and just uh to the heart yeah from the heart especially For sure. um i so, this is a double list one. Okay. Dave East, uh, Kyrie Chanel album. It began um, with me being excited about this uh, album. Actually, it's more so a mixtape. Um, I enjoyed hearing him rap, and it was definitely great energy. He's a signee to um, Nas's Mass Appeal right. uh, uh, a, a label. And, uh, I liked it, but towards the middle of the album, I was kind of like, uh, I don't know where this is going. <laughs> um, so there's a track called Don Pablo and his chorus is I know, I know, I know. And at that point, it was me thinking to myself, I know, I know, I know exactly what you're going to say right. or talk about on these next three tracks. And I was just like, eh. it's an honorable mention, but it's also somewhat of a disappointment. For <laughs> me. Okay. Um. Uh, and the last one was Dylan and Patton Rock. Um, this album, a lot of people don't know it. Um, I,
0: I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm one of those people. You're one of those people. There, can we just say there's a lot of shit that there's a lot of shit that comes out like every year. Like oh yeah. I, yeah. I think it's kind of uh, maybe the, like the gift and the curse of of technology, where there's. The, the gateways to making music are are much lower than um than, than they were in you know in like the, the 80s and 90s and even early 2000s it's a lot easier to just make something yeah reasonable and and, and put it and release it so it, on the one hand it's great that so many people are making music on the other hand it, it makes it hard to get through everything like there's a lot of shit that you mentioned that I didn't just didn't get a chance to listen to either either I didn't hear of it or I just I meant I, I made a, a mental note to to uh, listen to it, and then somehow threw that mental note in the trash. So, uh, but yeah, it, it's it, it's good and bad. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Okay, well I, I, I appreciate you throwing it out there. <laughs> but uh, Dylan and Patton, um, it was just um, is that Patton? You said Patton? Patton Locke. Locke? Oh yeah yeah yeah. I'm I'm familiar with Patton Locke. Yes
1: yeah. he. he does a lot of good work Um, and the two of them together they came up with an album that um, you know at first I'm listening to it and I'm thinking to myself oh where is this going and it is what I like which is let's touch on topics and go places uh, where the typical hip hop album doesn't normally go and let's let's actually have some subjects and even do some, some stories too and this is everything uh, that this album was about so mm. uh, i definitely say uh, check it out um i even just heard it the other day so right <laughs> i um, slid it in there as far as my honorable mentions what about you sir
0: um all right so my top 5 albums uh, number 5 is uh common black america again okay again yeah uh, um, i don't know i don't know if again i don't know if that's a play on make america great again or mm, if it's a play could on be, it. Could, could be a play on on dmx's <laughs> on dmx's year of the dog again but probably not probably not so um i mentioned this album is my number five this album is not higher because so my first reaction to this album was holy shit, this is great mm-hmm. and but with subsequent listens i started to um it it there's certain things about it that sort of kind of brings it down a few notches for me. So, like the highs on this album are really high. Like, like, like several. There are several songs on this album that to me stands like shoulder to shoulder with Common's best work. Okay. Like he sounds reinvigorated. Like Common, you know, he he kind of got into a place I think where he'll kick a verse and it kind of sounds almost like he's like he has like a Common template. Where it's, like, okay. <laughs> he's reading it. I, he, where, where he has like a he has like a like a Mad Lib script. And and he's like just inserting words into it. Uh, I I I get what you're saying. Yeah, and it's like, uh, but there's certain records on here like, like the first three songs on this album are are fucking beautiful. Like, um, it starts off kind of slow with like a Jay Dilla influenced track, and then it goes into, um, um, what's the name of that song? Home. It goes into a song called Home with with uh, Bilal on the hook, which is really dope. And then it goes into the title track, which I love. The title track is really dope, and he he really sounds like enter, re-energized on that song. Yeah. Um, and then and then my issue is immediately after that song, like you're in this like emo- you're, like as as a as a listener, you're in kind of like an emotional high. Like oh like oh shit, where is he gonna go next? Yeah. And where he goes next is Love Star, which is <laughs> which is kind of a it's just a, it's a really it's not a bad song, but it's just a very. I'm going to use a pretentious word here. Okay, uh, go milk, for it. Milk toast. Milk toast. Milk toast. <laughs> toast. Spelled, spelled. You spell milk fancily there. It's, uh, <laughs> uh, but it has, it has a very. It just. It's just a, a kind of a whatever love song. It's just kind of blah. It's just okay. like, you know, you're my love star. <laughs> it's, like, uh, it's like, okay. Okay, fine. But uh, but it really it, it brings you down. It brings it brings like when I'm listening to the album that it brings that high down immediately. Like it drops it to like a very low level. Probably should have put it at the end of the album. Or 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 either that or just not put it on the album at all. Mm. Or or just like ease you into the love song section of the album or right. something. But it drops you there, and then the next song is a song called Red Wine, which is even more. It's a, again not a bad song, but it's it's a very mellow, again love song. Right. And right. you know not you know I'm not against love songs at all. You know, as a matter of fact, one of my favorite songs on the album is a love song. Um, it's a song unfamiliar, which I think is really dope.
1: That track is dope. Yeah,
0: that's a dope song. It's a love song, but but it has it it has more energy to it. Um, musically, it's just really really um, interesting. And and I feel like Kama is rapping with a bit more passion on there, which I mean, if you're writing a love song, it should be there should be passion in the song, whether it's a love song or a love hate song. <laughs> there, there should be some passion in it, and I feel like that. I feel like uh, Unfamiliar has that, and Love Star and Red Wine just feel a bit too mellow, and so the album goes along like that. Like there's there's really, and then after Red Wine, it goes into Pyramids, which is just fucking like. He just, he goes for it. I don't know if you've, you've heard Pyramids. That's the one that has, uh, it has, they sample ODB on the hook. Uh, um, I'm trying to remember. That one, that, like, that's, that's the peak of the album. Right. Like, in terms of energy, in terms of just him just rapping his ass off. And then, after that, it's hidden and miss. Yeah. Like, it goes from... Again, there's, there's great songs on there. He has towards the end of the album, he has um, the song "Little Chicago Boy," which is a dedication to his, his father, yeah, who passed yeah, yeah. in uh, 2014. That's a great song, and uh, I wish I had another verse to it, but I imagine that was probably hard for him to write. So I'm cool with that. Yeah. But um, that's a great song. It even ends with like a surprise uh, recording from his from his dad, who used to used to used you know to do the pops raps. Used to do the pops raps I at the end those. of his albums. And um, so, so, so you get one last pop's rap with that with that record. Um, my least favorite song on this album is um, it's a song called um, what's the name? Of that? It's the song with John Legend. It's called um, Rain. It's called Rain. It's a and apparently it was so the whole album was produced by Kareem Riggins, who did a great job with the music. I think. I think he was splendid with the production. On yeah. That. Yeah. And uh, but this song is apparently it was apparently done by his father, Kareem's Riggin, Kareem Riggins' father was apparently a, a musician, and he did this song. It's a piano composition. Um, this record, the problem I have with it is it, it doesn't sound like it belongs on a rap album to me. Right. And and I'm I'm all for risk taking if it pays off, but in this case, I feel like it just it almost sounds like they tried to recreate the Selma track, uh, Glory, a little bit. It's common in John Legend. And neither Common nor John Legend are really saying anything on this song. Like, John Legend is just t- singing about going back to L.A. and I got to get to L.A. and, 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 that's and uh, how Something like that. That's not the best uh, impression, but, you know. Uh, and, and then Common is just like, it sounds like he's freestyling on it. Like, like, if you've ever heard freestyle Common, that's what it sounds like. He's just kind of like, rain. You know, I, like, Rain, I hide from the rain. Like, it just, it, and he's not, again, not really saying anything on it. And so, it's like, you could have just really, I, I'm sure that him and Kareem Riggins had better songs. Sounds they like just. he
1: belongs in your honorable mentions.
0: <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, that's, it, it, you're, you're right. But, like, the again, the highs are so high on this album. That's why it actually made my list, is because, just because... Songs like Pyramids, Home, Black America, again, Little Chicago Boy are songs that are just some of my favorite songs of the year. But the album as a whole, and again, it's an album that I really felt great about at first. And then as I, the more I listened to it, the more I was like, this this could have been a lot better.
1: Yeah, I kind of felt that too. I, for whatever reason, I guess over these last couple of albums with him, um, I feel like there's, I don't think the word is hesitation i'm trying to think of what the proper word is but with his flow it just seems different than it did a few years back Hmm. where um the flow don't flow like it did before (laughs) is is that original is that an original piece (laughs) i think so (laughs) (laughs) but basically it just doesn't it's not as fluid hmm. as before. It's not so much that he isn't writing well yeah. or whatever, but it just doesn't seem as fluid as it did before. Hmm. So I just don't understand. Um, so like, I guess it's not inviting me to jump into it as it once did. Yeah.
0: So and again, that's I, I think he, I feel like he overcame that on about half the album. I think half the album he overcomes that 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 feeling of him just kind of going through the motions. Yeah. But but on the other half. Musically again it's it's decent. It's just that it there's there's a few things he could have tweaked to make it like to, to make it a better album. But still overall it's my number five. Okay. So uh my number four is um Jay Zone, uh Fish and Grits. Um I'm just I'm a huge fan of Jay Zone. Right. And um he he's he occupies a very unique space in rap. Where, and, like, the production on his album is just, it's, you don't hear production like that anymore. Again, he plays the drums on most of the songs. It has, it's just very funky, like, in a way that rap is not funky anymore. And, uh, but it doesn't sound like a throwback. It sounds fresh. Right. I mean, I feel like if you're using live instrumentation, it's hard to sound dated yeah um and so and so it does that but it's also a very it's a fun album it's a funny album at the same time it has like he he's all over the place he like he does a lot of a lot of bitching about rappers but he also does a lot of just talking about like real life shit. yeah and he even has a, he has a song that's like a dedication to his uh to, to his grandfather and um and was but it, but it's a song about his grandfather's cadillac so it's kind of it's kind of sweet but in a non-sweet way which which i like and um, but yeah, it's just a really enjoyable record. It, like it's got several like instrumentals that are really just really just dope instrumentals as well. Um, so yeah, so that's that's my number four. Um, my number three is uh, Elzai, Lead Poison. Um, didn't get around to that. Okay, you should check that check check out Lead Poison. Um, I really have nothing bad to say about this album. Like it was just in terms of just pure like rapping. Elzy always raps his ass off. He does. He does. He, the man is gifted with the mic, and 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 he does that throughout the album. But it's not just it's not just rapper, 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 rapping. Like he raps, up, like he has interesting subject matter. It's a, it's a, pers- a really personal album. Like Elza apparently has gone through like some depression, some like I think financial issues. Like so, this album was actually this was like I believe a either a Kickstarter or a GoFundMe. It was a crowdfunded album. Okay. And there was some controversy with that, but but just um, the music itself is is really well done. Um, from, again, from different, you know, different subject matter, he talks about, he even talks about, like, I think he had an issue with, um, like, he, he caught, like, a weed charge at some point, and uh. so he talks about that. He talks about, again, like, feeling depressed at one point. He talks about, um, he even talks about dating a vampire. Uh, <laughs> oh, God! But, uh, but, 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 but that, that kind of that goes to show you the diversity of the record. He's writing scripts for the CW. Is, uh, is the CW still around? <laughs>
1: It is. It is. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to the CW. Um,
0: but uh, but El um and the production is on point throughout the whole album. All right. Um, he has several beats from his producer, Bombay, who did an album with Blue a few years ago. Okay. Bombay kind of, has, his production kind of has a like a Mad Libbish, for lack of a better term, like a Mad Libbish feel to it. Very like gritty, uh, you know, heavy bass type shit, but in samples. But the production is, is varied, but it's all very good. There's maybe one song where the production was not as great, but overall, it's a, I, I think it's a great album, um, and it really. Uh, there's no guest verses on that album, either. It's okay, along with okay. it's I, same I, as the J. Cole. I miss that.
1: I miss the days of just one person, maybe uh, somebody singing a hook. I just yeah. really think that you go in on your creativity, but unfortunately, the industry has forced us to kind of. Uh, uh, redo that, uh, that whole blueprint of having a whole bunch of people on your albums to try to draw in other audiences.
0: I think as long as it's natural, it's cool. Like, like, like if it's somebody in your crew who you want to put on a record, that's cool. But just, like, having, like, guest verses for the sake of trying to sell records is guest to gas face. So, (laughs) um, my number two album of the year is Schoolboy Q. Bl- the, the blank face LP I hate the word I hate that people put the word LP in their records I blame Eminem for that I think Eminem started that trend and people <laughs> he did. He did. followed that uh, these are your albums of the year these are your honorable mentions this is my this is still my albums of the year uh, this good. is my number two yeah I know you you're not a big fan of schoolboy Q but and and I, w- I again I I was not a, a big fan of oxymoron I found that a very disappointing record it was too long Um, It had songs that just sounded like he was doing it just because he didn't sound focused on it. But this album album took me by surprise. I did not expect to like it as much as I did. And I feel like what I like about it is the production is, it kind of has that major label polish but at the same time it's still very gritty and even organic in in many places. Um, uh, I felt like the album was a little too long, there's maybe a couple songs, there's a couple uh, for lack of a better term, girl songs on the album that that could have gone. I have nothing against women, but but <laughs> but, but uh, you know. Shout out to the women. Shout out to the women. Thank you for being women. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it, it. The album as a whole, I really like, um, and it go, it goes to different places. You've got like really aggressive joints like like the song "Ride Out" with uh, Vince Staples, but then it also has, and again, it has like the aforementioned John Muir. It has records like. Um, There's like more mellow records on there, um, but overall, I just thought it was a, just a really musically just a really like really really solid album. All right. And All right. Um, yeah, just I I just really like listening to it like as a whole. It, I just think it was really strong. I believe you for the sake of you believing you. Uh huh. Yes. Well, I, I appreciate <laughs> you believing me for the sake of believing me, or of me believing me, or yes. however. Um <laughs> All right, so um, my number one album of the year, uh, surprise, surprise, is Tribe Called Quest. Yeah, Uh, we got it from here. Dot dot dot. Thank you for your service. Um, So yeah, so I mean, all all the things you mentioned about this album, just it was it was like a surprise. Like it was announced. It was I think only announced a month or two before it actually dropped. Yeah. And and when when the announcement, you know, i have even been a couple of weeks. I think it was, yeah, around that, it was a short short amount of time. Yeah. Short amount of time, and like many people, I think I had that cautious optimism. Yeah. Whereas like, I'm excited to hear that Tribe put out another album, but it's like, well, what is it gonna be? Is it gonna be, you know, is it gonna be like this weird posthumous thing where you have like, you know, ghost verses from Fife that maybe, you know, were just kind of halfway done or, or what happened, but, you know, as it turns out, they just they at the end of last year when they were doing their 20, 25th anniversary run for People's Instinct of Travels, they kind of got back together and were just like, you know what, let's just they somehow let's rekindled their this. friendships and let's fuck it, let's do this. Yeah. And and um and they were like, in secret recorded an album, had all these people come into a Q Tip Studio and and uh, I feel like it just it has it's better than it has any right to be. Like, right. like you wouldn't expect an album from, granted, as amazing as Tribe is, how often does, an, does a group rekindle their personal and musical relationships after 18 years and put out something that is not disappointing?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing to have them connect on so many levels. You know, when it comes to uh, these, uh, these people that uh, some of us grew up listening to and just, say hey you know well we thought that our last album was our last album because we just couldn't from what we read in publications, couldn't see eye to eye on things or that they had nothing else to say or whatever have you. And then to just come back and tour a couple times and say, you know what, we're not recording. We just don't feel that energy. And then to do this um, was just awesome. And I was just so happy as a fan. And then just to see people of uh, all ages just rally around that album, you know, Younger hip hop fans, older hip hop fans, middle aged hip hop fans, whatever. Yeah. um, Just coming along and saying, hey, this is a good piece of work. Yeah. Not just because, you know, someone from the group died, but because this is actual quality material.
0: Yeah. And it it goes back to like the original formula of Tribe, where it's, you know, I guess Q tip doing the majority of the production. And, um, but. What I really dig is that it—it it really, I, I believe they all, I believe everyone who contributed to this album had to be in the studio to contribute to it, which is a very old-school way of doing yes,
1: things. Yes, yes.
0: But you hear it in the music. Like, there's a lot of songs that have like a back, real back-and-forth dynamic, where whether it's Q-Tip and Fife or or Q-Tip and. Jarobi or or andre 3000 and, and q-tip like they go back and forth on verses like, like yeah like you can tell they're like together and they're really like into what they're doing and yeah
1: yeah you feel like that they're sitting around on a stoop talking
0: watching the world go by and uh you know dropping their testimonials as things happen and yeah you just don't you don't hear that a lot anymore and um and like and like you mentioned it was, it was like it was a very timely album like you you, you can tell they rec- you can tell the atmosphere in which they recorded the album like like politically speaking yeah and yeah. whether or not you know Donald Trump had won the presidency it would be a very rele- relevant <laughs> album but with him winning and then with the album dropping after he won it just it 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 adds an extra dimension to to the album right and so it's an album i'll be listening to throughout 2017 and, and beyond as well and um and you you mentioned um you mentioned we the people which was the first single that's actually that's actually one of my least favorite songs on the album i I know i know i know i know (laughs) um now i don't dislike i don't dislike the song because i don't dislike anything on the album i listen to the album all the way through i don't skip anything i don't dislike the song my issue, and and I like that they've had a video for it, and that it it, it has a good energy, and I like that you know it people r- dig it when they hear it. Like if some, if you play at a club or whatever, people uh, people get up for it, and I, I dig that. My my thing is just that I feel like if you're gonna use such a well-worn breakbeat, is that one? Um, I feel like you're immediately in competition with everyone else who's used that breakbeat, and okay. Okay. and. I don't feel like what Q-Tip did with that beat is any better than what other people have done with that beat. Um, so, like, like for example, like Hootie Who by Outkast uses that same beat, and I feel like Hootie Who, I, you know, it's just, Hootie Who is just a fucking great record. <laughs> and um, even like Master Ace used it, uh, Too Short used it on, uh, on Pay Style, and... I feel like I don't feel like what Q-Tip did is any better than what they did, so it that brings it that brings it down a notch for me. But that's me just being I don't know technical with shit. But you, you are being a little technical. I'm being technical, <laughs> but but again, I still I like the record. It's just there's other I like almost every other song on the album a little more than that one, but it's still cool if if, if it plays. And i'm out somewhere i'm not gonna just sit. i'm not gonna sit in the corner with the, with the mad face on it's it's cool you don't have to turn it off I'm, yeah <laughs> um honorable mentions i'll just go through real quick um i just wanted to shout out um one of my favorite artists uh apathy uh he put out an album called the handshakes with snakes um He he's just one of those artists like master ace who just always puts out solid shit he just always puts out solid albums and he pre-produces most of his own stuff it's just a very meat and potatoes Hardcore East Coast hip hop album Uh, and um, I I thought it was dope I like meat and potatoes meat and potatoes are good they're always good Um, shout out to Starches yes Um, uh, Don't Smoke Rock uh, Pete Rock and Smoke Dizza Um, I really like this album a lot and I think I think maybe if it came out earlier it might have placed on my top five Um, it's just that I admit I listened to it a lot when it first came out and they kind of forgot about it and they kind of went back to it like oh yeah this, this did come out and um it, it was better than I expected it to be. Um, it was better than I expected it to yeah, be, too. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, Pete Rock is one of my favorite producers of all time. Um, but... Um, like I listened, like I bought the Pete Rock and Smith and Wesson album that came out several years ago. I don't know if you ever ever listened to that one. Ah
1: uh, no, the only you know I I was thinking about that collaboration the other day, and I was trying to think of the title of it. Yeah, and, um, I, and I might have listened to um, a few tracks from it.
0: Yeah, it was called uh, Monumental, and I, I mean, haven't listened right. to it. I haven't listened to it in a long I time. The album cover now. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. The album cover was. It was this actually the same type of album cover as, as the Jada Kiss album that came out uh last yes, year. Yes, same yes, same yes, like yes. like a, a bust. Yeah. Although Jada Kiss's bust looked a lot a lot more official, I have to say. But <laughs> but uh but uh I, yeah, that album to me was it was just it was forgettable. It was just a very forgettable record. It was uh, kinda of disappointing, but just all uh, just ultimately just an album I listened to once or twice and I was like, Okay, um, yeah. All right, fine. But um, but no, but, but Don't Smoke Rock is really good. And again, I think I definitely like the second half a little bit more than the first half. I feel like it really musically just comes together a bit more towards the end. Right. But um, I'm not, I don't think I'm as enthusiastic about Smoke Dizza as you are.
1: I am basically just because he's a, a I see as a comedian on the mic. Hmm. I feel that if you're going to go with that category of rapping, you know, um uh basically a little a little dealing and, and hustling and all of that, you gotta you gotta hit it with a different angle because mm-hmm. so many people have done it before you and it's just it's just needing that different energy and if I'm gonna listen to it, I need to hear something fresh. Yeah. And I think he brought that.
0: Yeah. I think he has a unique voice. I mean, like I don't I think he I will say that he doesn't do a disservice to the beats. No. Um, I don't think he's. I mean, he's cool. Like I would listen to another. I would listen to another. Smoke. There's record, but um, he's 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 cool. He's all right. He's cool. <laughs> um, he he doesn't ruin the record at all, and it it's it's a very listenable album. So shout out to Don't Smoke Rock. Um, J Cole. Um, J Cole is an artist who um, I I didn't really get into into his last album, the 2014 Forest Hills. I until then. I was just like, yeah, he's okay, but, but I really like that album. I felt again, like you said, heartfelt. I think is a key word when it comes to J. Cole. His right. music really, it really feels like yeah. he, yeah, he he does something. He's very sincere with his music. I feel um, that. And this album, uh, For Your Eyes Only, um, I think I think most of it was told from like different perspectives. Yeah. Again, except for the type the track that you mentioned, uh, uh, neighbors, which I believe is again based on a true story of him and and his friends, um, just like vibing out in a house that he rented um, and, um, but yeah, I, I like J. Cole a lot, I don't know if I like, uh, For Your Eyes only as much as I liked 2014 Forest Hills, um, but it's, it's a good, it's a good album, and, um, I look forward to hearing more from him, and I, again, just the fact that he, he he raps well, and, and, um, you could tell that he really, he's really into what he's doing musically, and, and in terms of subject matter, and he really puts in that effort that a lot of artists just don't, just don't put in, so, yeah, man. I had to give him a shout out. Shout um out. Another one, uh, "Run the Jewels." Um, this this came out late. This came out again like a couple of weeks ago. So I feel like I haven't been able to really give it the uh, as many listens as I want to as I'd want to. Um, so that's why it's my, in my honorable mention. That's really the only reason it's in my honorable mentions, just because it came out so late. So I didn't. I feel like so I didn't fault them. I, I'm. It's, it's not a penalty. Oh. It's not a penalty. It's just like. It just came out too late for me to really give it a fair, a fair uh, listening. But I think, like you, I think I liked Run the Jewels two a little more. But again, this could grow on me. It could grow on me more to, to where I changed my opinion on it. So, um, and I want to give a shout out to the track uh, called Chickatron, which I just fucking love. Yeah, uh, that's, yeah, that's that's a the, hard one, with the track. one with the live from the I just, that vocal sample live from the garden. Just something yeah, about that is just God. is just really special. So I love that. Um, and then De La. Uh, I want to give them some give them a shout out just for again, just putting out an album. yeah, because it's, it's been such a long time, and they did the Kickstarter thing as well. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, and it was successful. Yeah, it, it was successful.
0: Being... It sold, I think it sold well. They were like they had like the number one album number one rap album. I don't really know what number one album means anymore, but but it you know, good for them regardless. <laughs> <laughs> good for them regardless. like that's really dope. And um this album, I, I like the album. I do like the album overall. Um, I will admit there's a definitely a contrast between the um the anonymous nobody and um We Got It From Here by Tribe Call Quest. I feel like a Tribe Called Quest sounds energized. I feel like Dayla on some of this album sounds a bit tired, especially Paz. I feel like Paz the, to the point where there were some songs where I didn't realize that was Paz rapping. It was like, oh wait, that's because his voice sounds a bit I don't want to say worn now, but he sounds a bit unenthusiastic to me on some of the record.
1: I think that that's an effect of being at the age of their careers. Yes, yeah, for sure. I wouldn't say age, per se. But but they've been doing it for a long time. They have been doing it for a while. Yeah. But, um, I mean, even in just the mentions of um, themselves in the lyrics they're talking about, stuff that they're going through gout you know right wow yeah that that is that is an old man topic (laughs) I'm sure we're talking about the gout in future episodes (laughs) they went there so you know it's it's what you expect from De La some real true to life stuff and you know I think you hear it in their voices especially with the track with Usher being older and observant and um you know seeing things going on around you and um I think it's a different energy. I think the energy is still there because I know live they can perform. Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. That. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. And so um, I feel like Dale has always brought that honesty to their records. I mean, they've always had records like, you know, like throughout. I mean, really throughout their career, um, I think you've just you kind of we've we've grown up with them. Like they started off when they were, they were like, like, like towards the like tail end of their high school years when they, first, yeah. when they first came out. And so I feel like whatever jovial uh innocence they had when they first came out was just a, a, a side effect of them being young, as young as they were. And so, yeah, to a certain extent, whatever maybe fatigue that I hear is just honesty. And, and so I respect that. Um, my only, my other gripe, I guess my gripe with the album is that in the middle, I feel like some of the, the guest appearances are kind of misused in the middle of the album. There's a stretch of mm-hmm. where they have, um, I forget his name from from The Darkness on, on that record, where it, it, like, in the middle, it just goes into, like, it goes into, like, this rock, uh, like, it, it becomes like a rock song in the middle of it oh um, those
1: those two tracks um with uh cbgb's and then lord intended
0: with uh, lord Justin intended George, thank you thank you for the assist mm-hmm. um so yeah so cbgb's is cool that's, that's like that that's the interlude it, yeah. it kind of it, it has it, it's a rock interlude but that's cool i'm i'm cool with cbgb's and i'm cool with lord intended again just in the middle of lord intended it becomes a rock song it becomes you know fuck everyone and I'm like uh. <laughs> and 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 then you have like a long guitar solo after that like I could have done without that personally feeling me. it and then, and then after that it goes into um uh, uh Snoopy's with uh David Byrne from uh Talking Heads Yeah Now no disrespect to David Byrne at all I just don't like the way he was used on this song um like I love the verses I love the I love the verse the rap verses on that song and I love the beat during the verses but the hook, like or the chorus, whatever you want to call it, I I could have done without personally.
1: Um, even though that was one of my favorite albums, probably those three tracks yes. took a little, um, more time to embrace. Yeah. Um, but everything else was great to yeah. me, so I was that's why they're on my top.
0: And you mentioned the song with Usher, Usher uh, Greyhounds. I was I didn't like I do like Greyhounds either. I felt like I like that it, it, it tackled maybe difficult subject matter, but I feel like it's a bit too it's a bit too slow for me. Mm. Just a, just a little a little too a little too mired in in melancholy for me personally. Okay. But but that's that. That's okay. that was De La I feel you on that. Um and then and then I wanted to mention just real quick a couple of non rap albums that were two of my favorite albums of the year. One is uh Seat at the Table by Solange I just I love the fucking album, like straight up. Like, and, and I'm not the R&B dude at all, but <laughs> but uh, this album is just really, really well done musically, and it really captures, it really captures a mood, and really just is very consistent with that. And um, she does, She yeah. definitely does. And and Cranes in the Sky is my maybe my favorite song of the year. Like, just everything. It's a very mellow and melancholy song, but it has like hard drums great bass yeah the, the violin in the background is 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 like majestic and and the videos are dope too so so shout out to Sonaj. I really I really like that album a lot
1: yeah and it uh i mean the subject matter on that song is more um uh tell more selling than telling hmm. you know uh, cuz R&B's gotten to the telling
0: point it's it's yeah it's yeah. very literal everything is very literal yeah and i yeah. just can't deal yeah <laughs> um and yeah, but it's, it's, it's very very relatable. Like that song in particular is very relatable. It's yes. it's um especially given all the things that transpired in this year. And yeah. Uh, so yeah. Um and then um also real quick which wanted to mention Malibu by Anderson Pack. I I love that album as well. I'm on a lot of lists. Um it's on a lot of lists, but for good reason, I think um it's it's kind of a like a R and B hybrid. I mean there's there's a decent number of like like uh Anderson raps as well as sings and Um, he just, he has, um, he, he, I feel like he does all those things very well. I'm going to say maybe, I'm going to say he raps that well. He's a, he's a, he's a a, a decent rapper, but I just really like the feel of this album. And, um, he produces as well. And like, I think a lot of my favorite songs on the album are the songs that he produced himself. They have more of an an organic feel to them. I think he plays the drums on all the songs he produced, but it also has a lot of hip hop producers, ninth wonder, high tech um mad lib has a track on here yeah and um talib with a feature talib has a feature yeah game game who has a verse that i that i actually don't dislike um i mean game is okay but but he has a verse that's not it's not obnoxious at all it's very it's like a kind of almost like a sweet verse and uh but yeah I, i really like that album a lot and so i wanted to give that a shout out as well all right all right. You you liked it more than I did, but yeah. I am not going to go there. Okay. <laughs> I think you liked Did you like No Worries more?
1: Yeah, yeah, if I had to compare the two, I would definitely say okay. that No Worries is better, but um you know, uh Malibu it started off well, but then it faded into a jam session for me. Really? Yeah, where there wasn't a whole lot of separation, but that's just me.
0: Okay. That I think that's it.
1: I think that's it yeah
0: um so I guess we should if we want to uh just give out like uh our Twitter information or what have you um on the socials the social medias um um I am Urkel Modi on Twitter that's uh U-R-K-E-L-M-O-E-D-double-E I've got like eight followers so so um you know if you want to follow me please do um I tweet maybe once a month so uh You know, give me a reason to tweet, I guess. Shout out to the once a month tweeters. Yes, (laughs)
1: yes. (laughs) I am at old dirty plaster, O-L, dirty, D-I-R-T-Y, plaster, P-L-A-S-T-E-R. I tweet a little bit more often, and you could see me with my sunglasses on, um, acting cool. So, um, yeah, definitely follow us and uh, tweet at us and, you know, whatever opinions you have on the current episodes, suggestions on future episodes, yes. or um, what you're eating today, and uh, I guess we'll get at you.
0: Well, people already already do the, the, the food thing. That's, you know, uh, um, Instagram, Facebook. Well, tell yes. me what I need to eat today. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Food suggestions. Yes. <laughs> All right, so that was the first episode. Uh, Thank you for listening. Uh, And, uh, you know, don't eat the flowers. Uh, Peace. Peace.